Do I Dare Say Episode 13. What is up? I'm so excited. I'm back with my gang today. You're listening to the All Day Every Day show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin, part of the Vendetta Sports Podcast Network. Back with the gang, Christian Lathrop, Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs. Ooh, ooh, it feels good every time I get to say it. More and more, it just flows every day. Ooh. What's going on, my G? What's up? How we doing? How we doing? Good to see you guys. So we have we have Steph Curry MVP talks. Is he one of them? Maybe, maybe not. And I know the uh, then we'll do some Super League stuff. I know it's kind of really getting towards the end, but I don't really know enough about it. And I'll I'll I really start with that. I mean, I I don't really know enough to understand it. So I know Manny, you have some thoughts and and things of that nature in soccer. So I want to know about that. And like, because I just simply don't get it. And maybe that's just, again, maybe that's just me being naive to the sport and not knowing anything. But so I, I know that's probably on its way out and it's on its last leg, but we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, and then we'll close with the Yankees and where are my Yankees at today? And again, Manny, before we get to that part of the show, I do want to say this. You know how every time we talk about New York stuff, I always have to say, well, even though I'm a New York fan, it's not biased that we're talking about it. It's just, you remember when we did Tony D'Angelo? That was a big topic, right? We had to talk about that. It's the same thing here. The Yankees are 6-10, and 10 and they stink. So it's a topic. Nobody would think that. That's why. Right. So it's not right. it's not me being biased. I'm not choosing to talk about them. They just right. stink. If they were 10-6, and six, we probably wouldn't be saying anything about them. You know, we should keep a tally mark of how many times we, keep, we talk about Philly teams and how many times we talk about uh, <laughs> Philly teams. I think it's about one to seven. It's, it's, it probably is. I think you're right on that. And it's not for a good reason today. Oh, not for a good yeah. reason ever, today. ever, ever. Not for a good reason. But before we get into any of that, I want to tell you about my Sunday, Manny. So I went to, uh, I was at Spring Haven, played with my brother. First 18 of the spring. And, um, dude, so... So 82, I shot 82 with four three putts and five doubles. Pissed, dude, pissed. So it just was aggravating because, and I had, I had like four birdie chances and I only made one and birdie by birdie chance. I don't mean like, Oh, pins in the back. I hit it on the front. I have like a 50 foot putt. Like these were inside 10 feet and I just couldn't get them to fall. And then like my, that easily, like all of last summer, it was like, I was in 80, 81, 82, 83 at Spring Haven. And I doubled 18 for an 82 on Sunday. Like, I had the chance to have my, you know, my best at Spring Haven. My best there was a 79. I had a chance to beat that by a large margin. I mean, I went on the front, dude. I went par, double, par, double, par, double. Like, literally, every every other hole was a double on the front line. So, I'm like, dude, even if I literally just made a, a bogey on those, like, I'd be set. So, we gotta get out, we gotta get out there, man. I, I know, and I know. Shit on Sunday. You know, with 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 what we're what we have in the works, I'm just getting more and more excited with how I played and just the the content that that is gonna get you know come up and create when we when we actually do that. So I yeah. hearing golf vlogs, golf vlogs, yes, sure. learned, golf vlogs. I learned the most valuable lesson in golf, man, on Sunday, and that's never switch your swing up after a front nine. Why would you do that though? Like, why? Well, I don't understand it wasn't me. that. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I don't want to blame other people. It wasn't me. I just had I, I had a tip and trick on one hold. I should move my thumb in a position when I'm using my driver. I tried it for three holes. The next, I think I I lost about nine balls, and my next four shots, uh, like seven, were OB. So I don't change the swing after the front line. But, but you you did play Sunday too. Yeah, I like shit. 
Shot like a 112. All right. Well, it's all content, you know. That's what it is. But this is how crazy it was. So I was playing against my brother, and I was down. I was down one after the front, and then we get to oh, this. Did you can play a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't beaten me in a while. He caught me on Sunday. I was okay. pissed. So I got um, I got on um, sixteen. I'm I'm on fifteen. He makes a long par putt to uh, no 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 fifteen. We both part sixteen to par three. I get on, he doesn't. I have a long birdie putt. You know, my goal was just to put it close and tap it in, which I did. He duffs his chip, so he has a really long par putt. And I'm like, look, I'm one back right now. This would be huge. He'll miss this. We'll be tied going into 17. Dude drains this, like, banger of a par putt. And I'm like, dude. So then 17 comes. I'm, I splash my, my, uh, my ball out of the sand. I put it to, like, two inches, tap in par, lit. And then we go into 18, we hit identical tee shots. Literally, we're like right next to each other, just off the fairway on the right side. And I have 158. So I'm like, that's my 160 is my eight iron. But I was sitting up in the rough. And I'm like, you know it's going to, because if it's in the sitting up in the rough, it's going to fly out of there. So I'm like, I should play it to 150, hit my nine iron, and it'll just fly out. Nope, I don't. Hit the eight iron. Well over the green, into the back trap. Uh, he puts it on. He two puts. I double. And I'm like, I really just choked that on the goddamn last hole. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. I, and that was my first 18. I didn't. Again, I didn't expect it to go that way. But you know, I don't. I'm mad that this score is going to go in the caliber of like all the other 82s. Because like it wasn't. Like I literally had the chance to right. be. You know, at like a 77, 76. Right. You know, I something like that. It's funny as you said that. That's how I felt. That's how I felt too. Because last year, this time at 112, I'm like running around with my shirt off. Like I'm getting better. And <laughs> I felt like. After that 112, I was like, I'm the worst golf player. Like, I, I should have easily. <laughs> yeah. But we have a full of content. So. I'll, and, I'll take your money a little bit. Yeah. And I also uh, want to say this. We have a lot of stuff in the works that only the three of us know. So, you know, there there is a lot that is coming. Uh, get on board. Um, Stay tuned. Yeah. There, like, just the – we I say it all the time at the end of these shows – and it's actually true. I always say, you know, and I've been saying this since almost this, the first episode. Um, we continue to get better every single day. And I'm not just saying that. Like, we actually are finding a way in any caliber of, of this whole thing to to get better every single day. Um, I want to do a quick shout-out before we get into everything. I want to do a quick shout-out for the giveaway again, as hopefully we start to see some more Vendetta viewers as well. We got a giveaway going on. Head over to the Instagram and the Twitter at ADED pod on Instagram at ADED podcast on Twitter. And you will see um, some on the pinned tweet. You'll see the giveaway. All you have to do is tag a friend and follow the account. The follow the, the account just has to get to 200 followers on both tag a friend. You'll enter yourself in follow the damn accounts. Once they're at right, 200, so I, 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 do I, I, I just don't personally get it. I see you guys liking either. LeBron James tweets and commenting. I see you guys liking sports Center tweets and commenting. I see you guys liking Ben Simmons tweets and commenting, but you can't like all the everyday podcast giveaway and tag a friend. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I, I mean, mean because it. you're not winning anything by liking those. I'm tired of it. You're not you're winning we're anything. Trying to, we're trying to offer you satisfaction. Free stuff. Of free joining, stuff. joining a culture and getting a free... Oh, like you get the coldest water bottle. Like and concert. you get to you say get that you were crazy. here from the beginning. Okay. You were here okay. From the start. Okay. I mean, you can't beat that. Clip this, boys. Clip this yeah, one. We'll, we'll be showing this one in the back beat, later in the day. God damn it. If I was on the show, I would answer like 15 times. Personally. Yeah. Personally. And that, I just feel bad, bad for the people that are already entered. 
Because they're sitting there waiting for something to happen. It's not happening. <laughs> We've already made like 15 burner accounts and start answering, honestly. So, yeah. So that's the giveaway. I just had to, I'm going to continue to do that um, at the beginning because, you know, I know people are, are sticking around for that. So, uh, but let's go. So we're going to go to Steph Curry right now. I know, I don't know why this hasn't really come up before, but I'm just going to kind of open it up here. Why is this man... That's a bad man. Why is this man not an MVP? Like you look at all these, all these uh, the MVP candidates, and you scroll through, and he's not on that list. Why would he not be on that list? Why would he not be on that list? Tell me. Doesn't Alex, make there, any sense Alex, to me. They're, Alex, they're they're a playing team. They're a playing team. How how what? What MVP? Who came remotely close in the history of the NBA to winning MVP as a nine seed? Mind you, like a playing team. If this was, if this was, but why is he like that? It's most valuable player. Why is it like that? I mean, why is it like that? Because because Joel Embiid and and, and Jokic are more valuable to their team because their teams actually win, actually win. They're more. That's why they're more valuable. So their teams actually win. Oh oh boo oh boo hoo the foo. If Steph Curry wasn't playing for the Warriors, we go from a nine seed to to a thirteen seed. Uh, What? If you take if you take Wallaby off the Sixers, the Sixers are probably like a seven or eight seed. That's way more value than you go from being the one seed to playing the Magic to being the seven seed and playing the Bucks. To me, that's way more valuable than being a playing team and then just being a lottery team. Like, oh well, we'll still rebuild out of where. In my yeah, opinion, what I Steph definitely... Curry's doing is insane. It's absolutely insane. It's unheard of. It's unparalleled. But I, I, he hasn't, he hasn't. They don't have enough wins in that column for me. Yeah, I mean, but and I have no sympathy. <laughs> And that's because your your boys are on top. No, it has, to do, it has nothing to do with my boys. The reason I have no sympathy is because for all these years when Golden State had a super team and all these teams try to come and defeat them by having one player, they would always be like, uh, if you're that good, you'd be able to figure out how to win without without all your teammates. <laughs> and then when it happens to Steph Curry, I was like, well, why is Steph Curry getting the MVP notes? He's only by himself. I have no sympathy, but I do respect him. Yeah, but he was he was the best player on the Warriors. He has been the best player on the Warriors when they won 60 games, you know, over 60 games that season. And whether you hate me or not for saying this, he was the best player on when they won 70 wins. You know, the guy has been the MVP for that team for, you know, as long as he's been there. Um, I have to somewhat agree with you on the sense that it's like most valuable player for his team. You know, the Warriors aren't going anywhere. Let's be honest here. Clay's, you know. You add Clay back to that roster. I don't even know if they could win as you know any more than they are right now. Um, I think it's hard to give it to them now. They're not going anywhere. The Warriors aren't doing shit. You know, forty nine points, forty seven points, thirty three points in the last three games is unheard of. But you're not winning any games. You're not winning any games. And we do also have to to state that this guy is leading the league in scoring. So easily, I I I have to just say, I get your point. Manny, valuable to your team, most valuable. But I, I'm taking it as the best player, the best player. And am I sitting here saying, am I sitting here saying Steph Curry should be MVP? No, but I'm saying he should be talked about on that list of players. At least mentioned. Just doesn't At least s- mentioned. We're, 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 we're listing all these different guys, and why is he not on that list? I mean, he's... Because the... Listen... He's amazing. The value isn't like what's the value in bringing a team that's a lottery team 
to a nine seed? What's the value there? Some ESPN highlights? Like, I really genuinely want to know. When when Russ broke the triple-double record, OKC was a six seed. And there were still plenty of debate on whether they should give him MVP because they were a six seed. So you mean, and he broke the triple-double record. Like, mind you, like, think about that. Think about that really long and hard. Steph Curry's having a great two-month run. Leading scorer, he's going to win the scoring title. Awesome. Awesome. They are a nine seed. A nine seed. I can't call that value if you bring me from a 13, 12 seed to a nine seed. I just can't call that value. Well, can I just give you, like, I'll just give you this stat, too. He has, Curry has six games with 10 or more threes this season. No other player has five, more than five in their career. Yeah, he, had, he, had, he had five that week. No player has more than five. It's he had just five that week. not fair. Can we just talk about, though, NBA as of the 16th of April has LeBron James as an MVP candidate over Steph Curry. As the biggest LeBron guy in the world, Me too. that makes zero sense. Oh. There's, I don't know who oh, no. wrote the article. Is that, is that, is, I don't, I, I, listen, listen. Okay, I'm going to play the little devil's advocate because I want my guy to get votes because he missed games. But here's the argument I have from LeBron James. His value has been has, has screamed off the page because AD went down far before he went down. Easily. The Lakers were still a two-seed in the East, I mean in the West, when AD went down. The Lakers, and then Bron went down. And, the, and because of the foundation that Bron built when AD was out and how well he did, they're still going to be a perennial playoff, playoff team no matter how bad they do the rest of the season. And to me, that is value. Like if Steph had carried the Warriors to the three seed and then maybe they like start falling off and they get like a five, six, seven seed, absolutely, MVP. Oh, my God, absolutely. But that's not the same value. It's just not. Because what matters in this league is winning a goddamn championship. Yeah. Not making the play-in game while scoring 34 points a game. And I love Steph. I love Harden when he did it, but he, it, there's there's different. Uh, it's just that you gotta give me that little extra eat, the little extra. Well, you know, it's there. crazy. I mean, I know this is a lot of ifs and ifs ands or buts yeah, and all it that. Makes it fun. It makes it fun. This is all ifs ands or buts, obviously. But I mean, if Clay was there, if Clay was here this season, we're talking about Steph being an MVP. Because no. that's to your point, though. That's to your point. Winning I games. Five I, win- five I don't know if I can agree with that. I just, you're, to your point, Clay's hold on knees, a second. Clay's, Clay's knees are paper. His knees are paper. To your point, to your point, most valuable to your team about winning games. If goddamn Clay Thompson was there, we're talking about five. Steph Curry. They win, they win we are. We are. It's, that's the fact of the matter. How many, how many games did they win with Clay? Clay's great. Clay's great. But do we really know how healthy he is? Like, that's so hypothetical. You understand that his knees are broken. Right, but, th- and that, I'm sure, but that's I'm sure also. Come back, I'm sure he'd come back cool. But that mm. look. It wouldn't equate to ten more wins. No way it would. Clay, we gotta with how, keep, with we, how bad the rest of the team is. We still yeah. have to keep in mind, mind that, like mind he was they, part they, of the big three. But, he, like, absolutely, but they they won some games because young guys like Jordan Poole, Eric Paschal, um, Kelly Oubre, Damian Lee had had to step up. If Clay's there, they're leading on Clay and not stepping up. They're probably only winning five or six more games, in my opinion. Those guys, Jordan Poole, oh Clay's back. Let me just give me. Ah. Yeah. What's up, Clay? He puts his feet up. Look at this kid. But you can't tell me. Again. You can't tell me you, you're not looking forward to seeing that again, though. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I, I, can't I, wait. I, oh it's been too I long since wait. those two have been on the floor together. I it's, can't you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Clay, you know, um, would lift Steph's current season to an MVP talk season. Um, but I think each of them make each other much better on the court. 
You know, it could, so, I mean, it could, like, it could equate like, to votes. It like right, votes. right now, you know, Steph's got it says you know thirty one, thirty one point four points per game. You know, Clay passing in the ball on some open shots could you know make no, push that up. I don't no. know. Oh my god, that duo, Clay. dude. That duo, like Clay. I'm, no, I'm saying like having Clay on the floor and being a facilitator like that, a good ball handler, a guy who can get open and and find teammates. You know, the guys on the floor right now, like you mentioned, Damian Lee, Kelly Oubre, Wiseman hasn't turned out the way he should be. Like, the guy's doing it with with no help. Imagine help. I could, I completely understand, but Clay Thompson's a player. Like, listen, Steph's going to get more shots off the strength that teams have to focus on Clay getting shots as well because, you know, obviously, he's the second-best shooter of all time and Steph's the first. But Clay's not, necess- Clay's not necessarily creating more shots in the sense for Steph that, like, Steph's gonna get like three more points a game. Like anything, if anything, Steph's gonna get probably five or six less points a game for this count of clay because Steph's the ball handler and he's gonna be finding those open spots instead of taking those crazy shots. But I think with Clay back, they won a couple more games and Steph definitely gets him a couple more votes and definitely way more respect. Does he get the MVP? Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. But get some votes. I'll I'll let your boy uh, Embiid rock, or you know, maybe I'd have to give it to 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 Jokic. I don't know yet. We'll see. Uh, that's a nice other topic. That's, a, I just that's think- a whole other podcast because I. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, Steph, well, just Steph doesn't have the rebounds. I mean, like Steph doesn't have the. Re- of course, I obviously he doesn't have these the rebounds these guys do. Like you know, Jokic is what like ten rebounds a game, almost eleven rebounds a game, and Embiid I think has more than that. Like you know, well, these yeah, guys are these guys are easily above him. Something like, that's really yeah. interesting though about like when Clay's in there because I think it was Steph's unanimous year he led the league in steals, and the re- and the reason like Steph's like a good Steph's a decent on ball defender like an average on ball defender I would say, but he's a really decent really good. All ball defender. That's why he literally steals that year. Hmm. But the reason why is because people because Clay's an all-league defender. Draymond's an all-league defender. So also you have to keep in mind when you have all-league defenders around you, they also help elevate your game. That's a lot of the unstone part of also about basketball that people don't really talk about. So I do, I really I see what you guys are talking about fully. Yeah, that's my point with Clay is like, you know, of course Clay's gonna take his shots. He he wants his 15 shots a game. Mm-hmm. He, you know, him and Clay or him and Steph want the same amount of shots. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the fact that that's another superstar on the floor. Exactly. You know, what what difference he makes to Steph Curry's, you know, statistics, you know, assists, you know, opens or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but there's never anything wrong with Clay Thompson standing right next to that mean, two guard. You see, you see it a lot. They get a fast break. Clay gets still passes. Step, step comes down, throw it back to Clay. Three. That's the back. duo. Yeah, yeah, that's the duo. Yeah, yeah I'm not talking shots. about stealing shots from each other, but just the idea of two superstars on the floor just makes you. I feel like it. You know, you can't, you can't. The last yeah, thing I'll say on this, Manny, is two days ago, we're we're Wednesday. We do our, we record our shows on Wednesdays, and uh, two days ago, Monday, the Warriors played your boys. Can you relax? The Sixers. Can you relax? And Steph Curry. Is this getting, is this getting, is this getting you off right now? Yes. Okay. Steph Curry, 10 threes, 49 points, W. But that's a nine seed. That's a nine seed. Um, it's um, basketball, though. Do, do, wait, it's do, basketball. Do, 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 do In you know Philly. What? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Well, uh, the defensive player of the year didn't play. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And Tobias didn't play. I don't care. I don't. I, I don't care either. I, <laughs> you know. Let him get a win then. Tobias didn't play. What are, What are we without Tobias? In, in is that, that valuable though? A nine seed. 49, 49, 10 threes. Is that valuable? I think so. He's looking for a fight. He's this looking kid, for a this fight. Kid, this kid's lost. Dude. He's looking I for a fight. I think it's valuable. Absolutely lost. You're out of your fucking mind. That's what you are. 
All right, so now, so now after I yelled I at guess, you, I guess, I guess Bradley Beal deserves some MVP votes too, huh? Oh, don't go there. That's it. As a as a ten seed, I guess he deserves, deserves votes too, right? Dumbass. Let's free my man. <laughs> free my man, Bradley. Uh, it's Somebody a good argument. Knew Alex. It's a good argument. It's a good argument. But now after I yell at you, you have to teach me something. So we're gonna go to the Super League, and it's pretty oh, much man. over. Uh, everyone's pulling out. We know this now, but. Um, it's still relevant, and I would like to see thoughts from a from a soccer fan. I simply just Yo, don't this understand. Is, this I is don't really get it. Crazy though, like honestly, because as someone that's a soccer fan and anyone who plays FIFA career mode can relate. You always make a Super League career mode where you add all the best teams in the world, and you always think it's a great idea until they actually want to do it in real life, and it actually messes up the things in real life. So basically, man. My man, Florent, uh, what's his name? Florenti Perez? Florenti uh, Perez or something like that. I messed up his first name, I'm sorry. Last name Perez, really rich guy, a lot of power. Gets four of the chairmen together. They try to make this little super league. Seems like a good idea. Get 15 of the top teams. Five teams come in, cycle out, have a 20-team league, two pools of 10 teams. They play each other two times. Eight teams move on, new pad full play. Awesome. It's going to rival the Champions League. It's going to rival... Domestic Cup, the, the domestic leagues, and rival the World Cup, probably gonna be the biggest league in the world because the best teams are playing and the best players. Awesome. All that sounds great until UEFA and FIFA are absolutely like no. And if you go through with this, no more trophies, no more playing in the World Cup, no more playing in domestic football at all. And that's where like the the part where it's like you guys are trying to ruin the game because if we take the best players in the world, for instance, Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Suarez, we just keep going. All the players are gonna be in the Super League. If they can't play in the leagues like La Liga, the Premier League, uh, League One, all the, all, the, all the leagues that they play in, that takes away from those leagues. And if they can't play in the things like the World Cup and, and the Champions League to go, to, like, to go in the future, that's just killing the game. Because part, part of the beauty of the domestic football and, and the Champions League is like, you can see a team like AS Roma come back from 3-0 on aggregate and defeat Messi and Barcelona. You can see a team like Atletico Madrid that hasn't been very good in the last three or four years take off its team Liverpool who just won the Champions League. And it's crazy. The scenes are awesome. People are crying. That's that's something you wouldn't get. The Super League would be awesome. It'd be cool. It'd be good matchups. But you're seeing juggernaut versus juggernaut week after week. And that's not something that is good football. It's good soccer. But it's not something you want to see all the time. I Real soccer fans get a rush out of seeing a team like Porto moving on the round of 16, playing a team like Chelsea. And you're really locked in. You want to see if they can do it. They go up one nil aggregate. Everyone's on their everyone's on their toes and wondering what's going on. I don't get that same excitement if I'm watching City versus Liverpool for the eighth time and we go up one nil for the third time. I just like okay, like, okay, that makes let's sense. Let's this out. Um, I think and the Champions League is such like the storied league. Obviously, the Premier League and, and and La Liga and all those leagues are such storied leagues. Taking the top teams out of each of those leagues would just kill the game. But and I not, I, and, I do want to say like I. Seeing like some of the players, their comments on the whole thing and their tweets and whatever the hell they're saying, them not really being the players, I mean, just not really being all for this. And they're like, you know, when you're a kid and you want to play professional soccer and you want to play in the World Cup or you want to play in these big Premier League games, these are moments that should happen once or twice a year because, and those are the moments that we want to look forward to playing in if we have the opportunity uh, to be there for those games. I don't know. I just thought it would be a little bit different for those players because we're like, we're playing against the best of the best as no, players, not, not about fans. As players, we're playing against the best of the best. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you one thing. Did you play soccer when you were younger? As a kid, yeah. One game they always had us playing 
when because I played soccer when I was really young, about one or two years, and I said I can't be a foot fair. I got to play football. Worst mistake I ever made in my life. But um, you all, you play this game called World Cup. All your boys gang up. Yeah, yeah. best yeah. game, best game. Soccer. You mean one 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 goal? You're playing World Cup, and after I play that game a couple times, you dream about it, like. And, and it's not, and I, mean, I didn't think I was going to be able to play in the World Cup, but you just think, like, damn, like, that'd be cool as hell. Like, to actually play in the World Cup. And you think about things like that. And you, you end up going to watch the World Cup. And you're like, damn, this is dope. And, like, you see, the, in 2008, you see the little boo boozelas and all the nice little songs. And you dream about this stuff. Like, damn, I, wait, I can't wait for my chance to play in the World Cup. And I mean, no one wakes up out of their bed and be like, oh my God, I want to score a winner in the Super League. Like, no. I want to have a PK, 89th minute versus Brazil to go on to the World Cup finals. My whole country behind me, but the we was there is going crazy. That's what I dream about. Not playing the Super League, but every teaspoon. Yeah, but it doesn't also so the creation of the Super League, and I'm I'm just asking this because I'm not completely sure. Um, there was financial, you know, additions oh, added four, too. Four, four, four so hundred, I think it was four four hundred mil, I think it was per club, right? Per club, yep. And that's which, huge. Which just in my eyes, it's like why why are we making the you know, of course, COVID last year really screwed like every every sports organization, you know, in the world. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not one single sport was able to continue to play. So those owners, you know, there was no ticket revenue, there was nothing. So like it seemed like this was like uh you know, we're rich. We lost a lot of money last year. Why not get even nah, richer? And it's, and it's not even we lost a lot of money last year. We lose a lot of money in the Champions League there every you year. Go. There because you go. Here's, so. here's the thing. Because you, if you have – okay. So teams get money from moving on to Champions League. So say this year we had FC Porto moving on to the round 16. A, a really small club in FC Porto – well, not small, but a fairly small club compared to like a team that they played Chelsea. Yep. They have to share that cash. Porto and Real Madrid have to share that cash. Uh, for example, Roma and Liverpool have to share that cash. Gotcha. Um, and, and those big clubs don't want to do that. No. So it's like the lump sum of cash that is the lump sum of cash that I'm getting from my big club isn't helping me at all. But that lump sum of cash given to the small club is a monumental for them. And that's not fair. Cry me a river, but I understand. I understand. I understand. Yeah, it just it seems like make the rich rich. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to dominate. Why, why do we want to stop? And I don't exactly. know. I don't know the teams that joined, and whether there were a couple teams that maybe weren't as strong as the top teams. Which, in that case, would be like, all right, we're just going to beat up on the shitty guy a bunch. Yeah, but the it, shitty guy made his four hundred mil, so the shitty guy don't. The, the you know the club doesn't matter. It doesn't you know uh, it mean like anything. A, it seemed like a good old seventh grade. Like man, forget this table. We're about to rebel. Go to this table. Yeah. Everyone, everyone who goes to this table gets free pizza on Wednesdays. And we try to get everybody to come here. And there's a couple teams that don't want to join. And everyone doesn't want it to happen because lunch won't be as great anymore. And it fell apart. That's what it seems like to me. It's the recess kickball game. We're only the recess kickball game. Where only the good kids are picked. That's no fun. I know. I know. Alex was definitely sitting on the sidelines. Someone picked his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Alex is stud. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah. No. I just. It's it's even like the future repercussions though, because the teams that really wanted the Super League to be pushed, now that it's not a thing, like. You're still assholes, and we're never going to forget that. So it's no. gonna, there's definitely wounds that have to be repaired for years. To integrity, integrity. It seems like a lot of integrity was lost uh-huh. from the game of soccer, with the ability for people to even think about starting something like this. Yeah, I mean, the reason I was asking that player's question is because, you know, and again, maybe I'm. It's probably just because I'm naive to the sport, but you know, when we're watching Lakers Nets every so often on ESPN on Wednesday night basketball, you know, we get to see those super teams, right? Those those teams do that. But I guess soccer, you just don't want to compete consistently great, no, against the best no, of the that's best. A, that's, a, that's a great example. For instance, were you tired of Golden State versus, versus the Cavs for the third year in a row? Who wasn't? Yeah. 
See, that's a good point. I was absolutely tired of that shit. Right. But we yeah. just want to see, like, I don't know. I, I just thought the players would like to play against players that are equally matched or... Or but they still do, they, they right? Do. They, they still do. do in the end. Like they, they ended up playing each other at some point. The whole, the whole thing is, if you want to keep continue playing the best of the best, then get in the top four of your league, make the Champions League, and win the Champions League. Stop fucking crying. And that's why but, I guess we get we we understand now that it was just it was all for money and it wasn't really because the players weren't about it. You know what's awesome though? I actually had to add this. It shows the power of the fans because honestly, if the fans didn't have the backlash that they had. It might not have happened, but it, they wouldn't have withdrew as fast as they did. Because the fans, like, it was like a, probably a, what a day, thirty six hours. You saw not all even, like, the posters, it so and it was like you know Liverpool or Arsenal, all those guys, all those fans. They had a banner, and it was like you know R.I.P. And it was there the dates that, and then this this exact date was you know when it when it essentially quote unquote died because it was over. Well, my my captain Jordan Henderson called a, a mandatory captains meeting for all the teams. I think it was all Premier League teams, all the teams joined the Super League. And I think it's one of those meetings that helped turn the tide. I'm just going to add that in there. Shout out to my captain, Jordan Henderson. Because he said, you know, we're not doing this. If, you stand, if we, yeah, if we all stand together, we're not doing this. Exactly. It's just shocking to me. That's all. The, just the, the players that – I'm not saying in that in a disrespectful way at all. I mean, it's just – I just don't get it. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it would be really cool. I just think I, there's just something about the purity of soccer that it would get tainted with that league. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see like I don't want to see Aston Villa and Sheffield United being one and two in the Premier League table because the top six aren't there anymore. I, I don't know. It takes uh, away a little. Bit. It's like March Madness though. Like March Madness is good because there is a team that is sixteen exactly. and there is a team that is one, and then the, you know there's fifteen spots between that. You know, so like, do you want a twelve league of of all number one seeds? Like, yeah, like Alex, like that sounds awesome yeah, to watch. Yeah. Like, right, I'm right. not a soccer guy, but I would watch that. Right. <laughs> But then again, it's just like uh, like I don't know. It just doesn't. I, I, I seem... want to see. I want to see Oral Roberts. I want to see Oral State. Exactly. I understand. I, I understand. Yeah, and I don't know the equivalence <laughs> of uh, you know football clubs to college basketball teams. But you are, you are um, pretty close. You want to see the Oral Roberts. You want you want to see you know the the fifteen seed come out of nowhere. You know Christian right. Abilene in Texas. Like that's right. what you want. Like come on. Right. Yeah. So that's good. I just wanted a. a uh, a refresher and actually understand it because I remember reading the the first day that this was happening. I remember reading like an article on it and I was like, I just still don't know if I get it. Like I don't. Hey, you know what's funny? When I found out, right? I was visiting my boy in uh, North Carolina. I'm on a plane. I go off a plane. I look on my phone and I get a notification because I, I follow Liverpool FC. I have all the notifications. Liverpool FC is now no longer a part of the UEFA Champions League or Premier League. Get off a plane, I just figured out my team won't play in the league anymore. I was so confused. Like, I, I, I generally was about to cry, and I found out what yeah. was going on. And that shit was insane, man. Just find out all that information. Like, it literally took three days. Probably one of the craziest three days in soccer history. All right, so let's go to uh, the New York Yankees. Got my hat on, repping the BS that's been going on at the beginning of this season. Um, Relax. I know, but you know it's just so fun. To, I remember when they went on some skids last year when they were in, in on top of the standings, you know, and and first place in the division. And I was like, they go on a four game skid or something. I'm like, oh, worst team in baseball. These guys suck. They're awful. So it's just fun. It's fun saying that stuff like that. And then we're like, oh well, they, you're not a backer of your team then if you say that. <laughs> like, shut up. It's like it's it's fun to say. Oh, they fucking suck. They're, they're ass. Um, 
So, yeah, so if you told me, and I, I said this, I think, on Krieg's Corner, um, if you told me that after 16 games, they were 6-10, and 10, you know, four games below, 500, last in the division to start the season, worst start since 97, I would have said. You'd laugh at me. Yeah, what? That division, that the whole division is completely flip-flop. Oh, 100%. Though, Unreal. It, Bottom up Yankees. Who Yankees, had the Red Orioles, Sox Rays, at the top Sox. right now? I thought it was going to be a complete yeah. opposite, honestly. Like, we, 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 it's crazy. We said the bottom two teams in the division are the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And the whole narrative around the beginning of this season was the it's Yankees and, and, and Blue Jays. Yeah, and those are the best teams on the paper. Bottom. And the Red Sox are six Everyone games. Everyone was above. saying the, the Rays were dead in the water. The Red Sox weren't sure about them. I don't, I mean, I. Pieces. Red Sox have been hot. I mean, besides the uh, loss last night, hot. They'll, they'll die off. I, I, dude, I, I hope so. I mean, I'm again, and it's them. early, but it's still crazy to think about that a super team like the Yankees is is in this, you know, in this this part but of the that, discussion. But that's what that's what happens, though. I'm pretty sure yesterday, um, I think didn't you guys make your first change in the lineup? Aaron Hicks had Aaron Hicks had batted third yesterday. Yeah, or, and. And, but that's um, the thing. That's the thing with super teams, though. You have so many players. Like, like Aaron Hicks isn't in the everyday lineup. Well, so you have to find ways to incorporate these guys in the lineup and, and different tweaks. And the, the same thing happened to you guys last year. I feel like you guys will be just fine. I feel like in by the time come July, August, when you see the actual the really good teams, top teams start hitting their stride, late July, August, early September, we'll see the Yankees at the top. I had I had no I have no worries about them. Only kind of worry I have is start. That's yeah. A problem? yeah. Let me let let me say my piece that's a, here. That's a problem. I'm holding back here. First of all, super team. I don't know <laughs> about that. Super team. I was there. I was. I took a trip. You guys know. Took a trip down to the Bronx on you know last Sunday and super team. Oh, relax, relax. Super team on paper. I don't even call them a super team. So I think, I think, you know, uh, the Yankees problem, the biggest problem they have right now is no Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt, you know, the absence of Luke Voigt makes you put people like LeMayhew at first base, which he's a great first baseman, right. but he's a second baseman. You got him to be a second baseman, you know? So now that LeMayhew plays first or Mike Ford plays first, you know, not somebody I'd, I'd list on a super team in my opinion. Um, you got to go out and get, you know, Odor. And, you know, from the three at-bats I saw on Sunday, that man can't hit water falling out of a boat. You, you know, you know. I think it's the beard. I think he needs the beard back. I know. Um, he, he, need, he needs his fist back on Bautista's chin. And, 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 and the biggest, the biggest sore, I think, in that lineup is Aaron Hicks. The guy plays a decent center field. I watched – he actually caused the two runs, in my opinion, the earned runs on Saturday for, or on Sunday for Cole were because he fumbled the ball in the outfield trying to get it in. Um, but that man cannot hit, and that is not a three-hitter on any team, in my opinion. I think yeah, they, spent, they put him in the three-hole for um, – I'm not mistaken, that was yesterday, right? He's been in the three hole. He is okay. he is the Yankees three hole hitter. Ah! <laughs> and I have never heard more boos from a home crowd than Aaron Hicks received on Sunday. It's, I I want to say just, this. there's too many holes. There's just too many holes in my and, opinion to be and, like and, super and team. A player, yeah, all right, it's the super team argument. But there's some players that I, I think that should be picking up that team. Like I feel like players like Gary Sanchez um, oh. should really be picking that team up. I, I don't know. I, I I don't. I watched. Listen, I'm gonna be honest. I watched four full like four full Yankees games. Four full. That's more than I thought I was gonna watch this year. But I haven't seen enough 
But probably, I, I said some players I just was assume, or I was assuming we're gonna have breakout years, pseudo breakout years, maybe like a 275, 285, 30 home run type of year that I'm not seeing yet. It's still early. But I think there's a lot of players that are gonna end up picking up some stuff. I mean, let's keep in mind some, too. Some stars, some stars on that great team, not some team, but some stars that I would Let's keep in mind there's also some bullpen struggles. Tommy Canley is not here. Adam Adovino is not here. Zach Britton is not there and will be gone for a long time. A dog. And that's a dog. It's frustrating. And, and I'm not the person to blame it on injuries because it's not that. That's the problem. We're sitting here talking about the Yankees being so bad, not because of one piece. It's because they can't fucking hit, they can't, heat, they can't field, and they can't put the correct guy in late in the game to get the job done for the closer. That they- Who do you blame, though? Who do you blame though? Because as as a, we, as a non Yankees fan, oh, we're a, we could get there, but the bullpen right, is real bad. I mean, so in your to your point, Alex, game on Sunday, I'm sitting there. You know, Chad Green comes in, he pumps. I think he he was like you know one and two thirds you know innings so far coming in, and I think it was Manuel Margot for the Rays coming up next, and Boone comes out, he throws up the hand, and Darren O'Day comes in, and the first pitch is a solo home run. Uh-huh. I know that, Darren that, O'Day's that, problem that too. Made it four two. It made it four two. And, you know, with the fact that the Yankees only scored two runs earlier in the game and they hadn't hit much, you know, since then, there was no shot they were going to come back. So, like, um, do you have any gripe against Aaron Boone? See, like, and I don't know whose decision that was, but that was a terrible decision. And, and that's, that's what starts to raise this question, too. You have a team like this that's been consistently a strong playoff team. I mean, they, they get to that DS game or they get to that CS game and they just – can't get there, and I. It's frustrating to continue to see, but they they have the, the the team to do it. They have the weapons to do it. They get there consistently, and they can't get the job done. So that's when you start to think: Is Boone the guy? Is Cashman the guy? How? And 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 I was never really having that thought process, but if if I see that again this year, it's like, what 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 more do we need to see to understand that this is how can. There's plenty of managers, I think, that should be able to get this team doing this with a trophy with that lineup. And you consistently just cannot find a way to get it done. So, And then, you you know, you start to understand that Judge is going to have to get paid soon. He's going to want a lot. He's going to want a lot. He's going to want a lot. And, and I don't think he's lot, worth you guys. that. I don't it, think it, he's my, worth a Tatis deal. I don't think that. So the thing is, he's gonna get that money too. Someone's gonna give it to him. Someone's gonna give it to him. Someone needs a right fielder who hits for power. Mm. Maybe not strikes out two hundred times a week, but uh, that's rather here nor there. Um, but somebody is gonna give him the money. So the Yankees really need to figure that whole situation out. You know where? I just feel like they don't have a path. Like they 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 don't have these players that they're like these are these are who we're gonna run behind figure it out around there. Like yeah. I kind of feel like they are so scattered in different places that it's like bring it together as a whole and we'll get shit working, but they haven't been able to kind of do that. I completely agree. I, yeah. I, I was kind of saying it earlier, but I didn't say how you said it. I was saying yeah. there's a bunch of other good players that I feel like they should be elevating everyone else, but that means that they haven't been playing as a unit. Which well, is yeah, I mean, absolutely messed up part about the Yankees right now. Glaber yeah. Torres clearly is showing that he is not a shortstop. And that's no. true. Yeah, He's that's, not. That's just, yeah. He was a second baseman. That's what he played when Didi was there. That's what he played. So they move him over, and he can't. He can't. He can't make that throw. That's it. When 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 the ball's coming in hot, far away from where his position was, he first of all he's having trouble fielding it, 
And if he even has a bobble and he gets a part, he gets control of the ball, he can't make the throw. He can't get it there. So now that's raising another question. There's so many problems that it's like we're talking about it again because it's not that there's one thing that's going wrong. There's many things that are going wrong. And at the beginning of the season, it was Dodgers-Yankees, just like it was last year. Dodgers-Yankees and the Dodgers-Yankees or whatever. Dodgers, I mean, Yankees and, and Astros in the CS, things like that. Now we're sitting here and we're Oof. like, why? why how the hell did we even have that thought process to say yeah. Dodgers-Yankees? Knowing that we have these, this many problems, I mean, it, it's crazy that Gary Sanchez That's starts to give himself part. life, but then we lose everybody else. Glaber Torres can't hit now, and Glaber Torres was a tear last year. He was a guy. He was the man. Yeah. So what, we trade Gary, we get Gary Sanchez, but we lose Glaber. It just doesn't make sense. That's the thing. I, it's just, you guys have so many problems, but you guys have so many solutions. Yeah, I don't yeah. get it. You literally have so many solutions. I just feel like that team needs to get on one accord. I don't know if there's any, there's no confidence in the coach, maybe the GM. I think he said something. I think the, the I think the there's Yankees that, front I, office. Yeah, is just, it's not. It's definitely there's something. And, and they, when you see teams like that that don't run as a unit, and things seem sound like kind of unorganized, or we don't know who's making what decision here, a la the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a top down problem. Honestly, it's honestly a top down problem. And I don't know what your take is on your front office, Alex. I feel like you'd be, like, you'd be able to get the best take on your front office. I think there's some. Ugh, I mean, to be honest, I, I have been a, a big fan of Cashman throughout okay. everything. But, you know, I guess maybe it's really starting to come well, up and be, surface. Could it be a, a Cashman-Boom relationship? Maybe. You know I, mean? I mean, I just think this is starting to surface more and more because of a start like this. I and mean, there's so many problems. And this is a an awful start. I mean, in the first 15 games, you went on a skid of five losses in a row? What? So... Now, I mean, and that just goes back to my point before. When you have a lineup like this, you would expect that to you expect that lineup to get to be able to get the job That's done. That's the issue with the Yankees is like I couldn't imagine being a being a Yankees fan, and it's not even the Yankees who put these ideas out to people that they have these high expectations for them to win, win a World Series. Yankees can't control what MLB.com says about them in the power rankings. Exactly. They can't control what some, yeah. you know he she says you know says on Twitter about them. Like with the expectations that the Yankees have been given for the past couple of years as as a Mets fan watching that unfold. Like, how do you ever live up to those? Like, yeah, I just, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's I would just, be so frustrated that the media has created this idea that in those know, the late, should be. you know, those, those late series games and in, in the CS and the DS, you know, and the CS against the Astros and uh, DJ LeMayhew in, in the top of, of the ninth tie is able to tie the game with that dinger. And then Chapman comes in and Altuve does, speed. you know. Just lets it go. It's just so heartbreaking because they're right there, and you know they're right there. And then the next year, you know, against the Rays, and even the year prior to that, Astros against the Astros again, seeing that happen. And the Yankees lose. Yeah, and then you know you see, um, you know when 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 the Red Sox won in eighteen, you know things like that. And then you see after um, after the Astros, after Altuve does that to Chapman. Come back, okay. I mean, this is it now. This, this, it's not. You know, there's no way they're they're gonna be in in that same situation again. They're coming back with that trash can BS. You know, they're coming back. And then watching that last out in in that game against the Rays when they didn't hit the ball at all 
I mean, you have you have a, a team that's I mean, I, I went on a rant on that on air as well with that because I'm like, you have a team that has the best overall hitting team. You have a team that has the home run league hitter. He's he's leading the league in home runs. Home run king. And you can't get the job done. So I feel like it's just not written. All I'm hearing is that it's not written for y'all. I mean, I just, the way I it lines know. up, you get yeah, you get George Springer one year, you get trash can the next year, you get I don't even know what the you call get. It you can't hit in in, in in the biggest game of the <laughs> well, entire right, goddamn well, season. You can't well, get a goddamn well, hit. Well, relax, relax, because the Rays had the best bullpen in in, in, in the playoffs last year. By bar none, by far, it wasn't even close. Their bullpen was playing out of their mind all the playoffs last year. So that, and I lost a lot of money on that game seven two. But I just feel like it's not written. I feel like the year it was last it was last year for y'all. We you gave you your twenty seven. Now let everybody else. Everyone, everyone else <laughs> let us yeah, get but not in this. Not 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 in the two thousands. Oh hell no! In, in oh nine was it? You know? Yeah, can you I guys... get in, in, with the with the amount of chances? That was bullshit too. Shut up! With the amount of chances that they had, there's got to be another one on the board. So I don't know. I will end it with this, Manny. Um, I think what happened is New York fans had to. It cost for the Yankees to be this bad. It co- this is what it cost them. It cost them the Knicks winning seven in a row. Oh my god! Here you so the the Knicks, you, you 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 get the Knicks back, but you lose the Yankees. That's what it is. And I said that on Creed's Corner as well because it's hey hey, hey oh it's possible, god. right? Julius Randle's the guy. RJ Barrett's starting to score and be uh, and develop as a as a young player himself. What? The Knicks win that seven in a so row. That sounds so beautiful. That sounds so beautiful. And you lose the Yankees. That's what it is. You know, that's what it is. So, so, so you guys got Ewing and Starks back, and Julius Randle and RJ Barrett. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying the, the reason the Yankees are bad is because that's how the sports world works. You give and take. We got the Knicks. They we take the Yankees. That's what they did. Uh, that's what they did. So we'll we'll end it there. This. Beautiful episode 13, our first show with just the three of us, a part of the new team here. Um, you can follow us on the Twitter page at ADED Podcast and check it out for, for some some stats and, and, and things of that nature and especially on the pin tweet there for the giveaway. Peep the giveaway. Sure. <laughs> you can follow us on the Instagram for the clips. If you want to see the deuces clips from last week, head over to the Instagram at ADED Pod. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can follow our producer at clathrop34, my partner Manny Ruffin at Mucavelli, and myself at AllDayAJ27. Like I said in the beginning, we have so many things in the woodworks that only the three of us know about, and they're just all starting to come together. It's like we have this big puzzle board right here, and we're, 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 we're so close just every single day. Put a piece in. Put a piece in. Figure out how this all leads to something new. And we're so excited to share that with all of you. Just continue to ride with us. Continue to be with us. And we're going to do many, many great things. We'll see, you next, we'll see you next week with hopefully a new guest. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me All Day AJ.